This weekend was really a lot of fun. To be honest, it was a blast. Now, it's the beginning of football season, and I think now will be a good time to announce to you all that I am a proud fan of the Carolina Panthers. And yes, I do like to watch football. It's funny because when I was younger, I simply hated football. I think the sport that my sister and I, we loved, my sisters and I, we were like huge football fans. No, we weren't. I'm sorry. We were huge basketball fans. (laughs) I'm having a hard time remembering what sport I used to like. No, it was basketball because we used to love Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and Patrick Ewing. And I'm not going to name any more teams because then you'll really know how old I am. I'm not old, still young, but you know, I'm not in my 20s. Anyway, with that being said, we used to love basketball. That was the sport of choice. I mean, you would catch us watching basketball all basketball season. At the time, our favorite team was the Bulls, you know, like with Michael Jordan. So we were really into it, and we watched it every single year. So we didn't like football that much, and football was not the thing we have been focused on. It was always basketball. Then as I got older, um, and the Bulls, Michael Jordan left, and so did Scottie Pippen and all the people that I liked. So then, like, and this is before the Lakers became good. Like, when they were not good, I started to like the Lakers because my sister and I, we had this bet, like, Whoever has the cutest guys on the bats on the baseball basketball team, that's the team we are going to vote for. So it just so happened. Now this is crazy because we watched like every single game from every team that season to figure out who we wanted to vote for or root for, who we wanted to be our basketball team. And so we would literally like write names of guys that we thought were cute, and we would count them up. So at the end of that season. We're like, the Lakers have the cutest guys on the team. So we became Lakers fans. And I have to say, now I like the Lakers not because of the cute guys, because all those guys that we used to think were cute have retired. But I just like the team. So I'm a real fan. Yes, my way of picking who I voted for was a little unconventional, but I guarantee you I'm a real fan. But anyway, we were all basketball fans. We did not know anything about football. The only thing we knew was that was a whole bunch of guys in They're not tights, but, you know, to us, it looked like tights running around after a ball. And we could not figure out what that was about. We're like, this is ridiculous. Now, the only time I do remember um, watching a game a few times is when I went over my aunt's house. Now, I grew up in New Jersey. And in New Jersey, my family there, they are huge, like, Philadelphia Eagles fans. So when we used to go visit them, because at the time we were living in South Carolina, we used to visit them during Christmas. And so on Christmas breaks, when we went to visit, my aunt and a lot of my family would be sitting down watching the Eagles play football. And it was funny. We didn't like to watch the game, but we loved to watch our Aunt Ann because she was hilarious. She would sit down and she would scream and holler and sometimes even curse. And it's, it, it was ridiculous. Like if they had a fumble or they messed up or they didn't um, 
get a goal, she would go ballistic. Like, I remember one time she was running toward the TV, just screaming at it, and she was fussing with the TV. I'm just like, they're not even here. I don't even know what the point is. But it was hilarious because she was, like, really into it. She was emotionally into this game, and there was nothing that could tell her that they could not hear her and all her critiques and criticism on the other side of the screen. So it was funny to watch her. So that is as much as I knew about football. So let's fast forward to the year 2001. Now, this is when I graduated from college, and I had recently graduated from college. I was I had my own apartment. I was living in Huntsville, Alabama. But since I was a recent graduate, I had not yet been able to find a job in my field. So I was just working as a secretary at one of the colleges in the area, and I was just making minimum wage. So I could not afford cable. Since I could not afford cable, I had to watch whatever was playing. Now, this is way before satellite was popular or, you know, streaming was even a thing to think about. This is when we had, like, antennas on our TV still. So, or you know how it is. You remember, for all of you who remember this, it's like you could go and program your TV to get um, analog stations or the stations that were playing in your local area. So you could get, like, CBS NBC, ABC, Fox, and PBS. So, that was all I could get and all I could afford. And yes, as you've guessed, the only thing that came on on Sunday and Monday nights, yeah, was football. So, since I didn't have any money to get cable and I was forced to watch whatever came on television, I ended up watching football on Sundays. It was like either football or race car. Yeah, I don't know why. It's like... But for some reason, I would watch it. I think it was just a weekend. I really wanted to watch something on television. And so it just so happened my only options were race car driving or football. So during the football season, I found myself watching a whole bunch of football. And that was when, in 2001, when I had to watch football every single Sunday and Monday night, that I began to first understand it. I was like, oh, this is why. Because you know how it is. It's like you don't get it. But then if you keep doing it or you keep watching stuff over and over, you begin to have an understanding of the game. So I began to understand the game and I learned the game. And so, yeah, something amazing and shocking happened. I actually began to like football. And at the time, I didn't really have a team. But as time went on, I picked the Carolina Panthers. And that's just because I told you I grew up in New Jersey from like, I was born in New Jersey, and I stayed there until I was like 10 years old. Then, when I was 10, my parents moved me to South Carolina, and I lived there until I was 22, and I moved to Huntsville, Alabama. And that is pretty much how my life has been and where I grew up. So my growing up years were done in Orangeburg, South Carolina. And since South Carolina was not a big sports market. We didn't have a lot of sports teams. The only thing I could think of was like hockey. Then we had like some, it wasn't even a major league, like minor league um, teams maybe for baseball, but we didn't have any football teams or anything major. We had no basketball team. So we had nothing really except for hockey. So when they decided to do like give a team to the Carolinas, because I think what happened is that North and South Carolina, we both had to share the Carolina Panthers. Hence, I think that is the reason why it's not South Carolina Panthers and it's not North Carolina Panthers. It's just Carolina Panthers because both North Carolina and South Carolina share the Panthers. So since that was a team that was in the area where I grew up and we literally had nothing, 
I was thrilled. So when they first started, that is when I became a team, uh, a fan of the Panthers. I think a few years after they started, actually, I became a fan because that's when I started watching them in 2001. So yeah, that's why I am a Panthers fan. So I went through all of this just to tell you this weekend, my husband and I and a couple of his friends from work, we all went to a sports bar to watch football. Now, my husband is a huge football fan. I mean, I like football, and I'm a fan, and I watch it, but he is a huge football fan, and his team is the Pittsburgh Steelers, and every year, he cannot wait for football season to start. I mean, my husband lives for football season. That is his thing, and this year was no exception, and we even had plans, like I told you. We met up with some people at his work from his job to watch the game at a local sports bar. Now, originally, we had someone to watch our daughters, but we ended up taking them with us. And the bribe was, hey, you guys come with us. I'll let you order something from the restaurant. You can get dessert or whatever. You're going to have fun. Come on. So they were cool and coming with us. Well, that was until the game got into the third quarter. Then they started getting bored, taking multiple trips to the bathroom, and begging me to buy them dessert. And I was like, fine. The only bad thing, they didn't have ice cream. Yeah, I know, because they were going to get ice cream Sundays. So they didn't have ice cream. They had, um, I think I let them get fried Oreos. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest. I thought it was okay the first time, the first bite, but like the more you ate it, it was just sweet, sweet, sweet. So they didn't like that. So after that, they begged me to get them more food. Then finally, on our last bathroom trip, I'm serious, they went like for three times in like 45 minutes. Like it was literally every 15 minutes. And I'm like, you don't have to go to the bathroom. But I kept taking them because they kept insisting they had to go. So I think they were just bored. But anyway, finally on our last trip to the bathroom, they really had like a breakdown. I will probably see if I can put a picture of my daughter, like, sitting on the floor in her bathroom. She was literally crying, like, can we just go home? I just want to go. And my other daughter had tears coming down her eyes, the nine-year-old. She's like, Mommy, can we just leave? And my oldest, Kennedy, she's like, Guys, come on, stop crying. She's like, the game's almost over. It's fourth quarter. She's like, third quarter. It should be over soon. Then we can go home. So I, I literally had to tell them, Guys, it's okay. Wipe your tears. And then finally, when that wasn't working, I was like, listen, we are going back in there. And I am watching this game. <laughs> I was like, dry these tears. You'll be able to go home eventually. And I said, be happy you're spending time with your parents. They didn't like that idea. But they did dry their eyes because nothing bad was even happening. They just didn't want to be there. So they dried their little eyes. And then we got ready to go back inside. So when we went back inside. We finished watching the game. Now, the other couple... It was really funny because the game went into overtime and then it ended in a tie. The other couple who was watching the game with us, now they were Cleveland Browns fans. And this week, the um, Cleveland Browns played against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the Steelers and the Browns have a rivalry going on. So my husband and his co-worker's husband, they kept talking trash to each other and about each other's team. It was really a good game. And I think that you it was hilarious. I wish you were all were there because you should have seen their faces when the game ended in a tie. Like neither one of them was happy. And I was like, "Guys, it's okay." I was like, "It's a win-win cuz the Browns 
have not won a game since last year. Like, they went 0-16, and 16, which is like the whole season they didn't win a game. So if they had lost this time, they would have gone 0-17, and 17, which is like the longest losing streak of all times. So I was like, you should be happy. You guys got a tie. Because to me, a tie is not as bad as a loss. But they were just like, no, it was not a win. A tie is like a loss. I'm just like, well, I think it works out because you both win. It's a win-win situation. They were not hearing that. So after it was over, <laughs> they just left as we went home. But we had a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed it. Now, since I already told you the teams that I like, I like um, Carolina Panthers for football. I like um, the Los Angeles Lakers for basketball. Now, for baseball, I have to admit, I have a team, but I'm not really a baseball fan. I could watch it for a little bit, but then after a while, I kind of lose my attention kind of goes other places because it's just so long. But if I had to pick a team for baseball, it would be Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And hockey, I have a team that I like, but I don't know if I'm a fan because I don't really watch hockey a lot. And I don't watch baseball a lot, but I do have a team that I would claim if I watched it a lot. Anyway, I think that it would be awesome if we talked about our teams that we like for different sports. And I'm not just going to say football because I know everyone is not a fan of football. But if you have a team that you like, then I would like for you to go to our Facebook page and send me a message telling me your team and why you like them. I think that will be a fun thing for us to do just to get to know each other a lot better and to see what who we are, what we like, and what sports we like to do. So just remember, go to the Music and Vibes Facebook page and leave me a message telling me, who your favorite team is, and why you like that team. Today I want to tell you a quick little story about something that happened to me this weekend. I think this is a good example of why you should listen, not make impulsive decisions, and not to make decisions based off of emotions or your perceptions. I guess if I had to pick a topic for today, which would kind of be hard because I'm talking about a whole bunch of stuff, it would be to listen, not be impulsive, and not let your perceptions of things dictate your behavior. Now, I really don't know where to begin, so I'm going to try to start from the beginning. I always tell people that by day, I am a rehabilitation counselor, but by night, I am a singer, songwriter, and podcaster. So, during the day, most of my time is spent working on my day job. I know this does not sound exciting, but this is what I do during the day. For all of you who have jobs, you know how stressful work can be, especially when you work with the public, coworkers, or just people in general. Sometimes the demands of the job can be overwhelming. So, on Thursday of this week, I got an email from a coworker informing me that in addition to the work that I already had to do, and believe me, it's a lot of work that I had to do, I was going to have to do a lot of other things on top of that. There was a new project that was happening in our area, and I was told I was going to have to um, be a liaison for this project. And based on the meeting that we had previously, being a liaison meant a whole bunch of after-hours things and a whole bunch of work. And for me, I could not understand or see how I could possibly do all that in addition to all the work that I already had to do. Like, 
I could not get it. I was stressed. I was annoyed. I was so upset by this email. And so I was like literally shaking. Like, I cannot believe they're telling me I got to do extra. How am I supposed to get all this done? I don't even know what to do. I don't even understand what's going on. So those are the thoughts that were running through my mind. Now, let me just take a sidebar and just give you guys a heads up on some things. Email is a wonderful tool. However, email cannot tell you the tone that someone meant for you to read their message with because it is just reading. You don't hear what how they would say it verbally. So sometimes when it comes to email, we may make wrong assumptions about the content and the purpose of the email just based on the tone of voice that we hear or we think the email is having. So it is best always, always to either call if you have a question about an email or you can send an email just asking a question. But I always say call the person who sent the email and ask them about it because then you can understand what's being said, the tone of voice that it has, and you can get a better understanding of the message. Okay, now back to my story. As you probably figure out, I did not do any of that. So after I got the email about all the quote-unquote extra work that I thought I was going to have to do, I began to get upset. Like, I was just going on and I was like, I am not doing all this. This is not even my job description. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not even equipped to do this. I don't even know how to do this. I mean, I was really heated. And at that moment, like, right at that moment, I made up my mind that I would quit my job on the following Monday so that... I could work full-time on my songwriting, and I could spend my days blissfully writing and recording songs and then pitching them to music supervisors. That was that decision that I made in the heat of the moment. So that I made up my decision. I was so upset. I even called my husband. I was like, I am going to quit on Monday. There is no way I'm doing all this work. There is no way they're going to give me extra, make me work after hours and late and not get home until later. I mean, that is what I was telling him. I was like, I'm done. I quit. So, because I was thinking like this, I have to say, even though I hate to admit it now, I was not really thinking rationally. Because if I had, I probably would have figured out what was going on and tried to get some type of clarification. But I did not. And since I was upset, I didn't even think about it. So, with this irrational thinking, I just said, fine, I'll just quit. So, I left it at that. And I hate to say it, but right now, looking back on it, at the time, I really thought that was a sane decision and a rational one. I was like, to me, it made perfect sense to why this was a great time just to walk away. But I knew and I know from personal experience, because I know myself quite well, I know that when I'm upset or when I'm sad or frustrated or anything that's going on in my life that is emotional, I honestly cannot make a decision because all the decisions that I have made in the heat of the moment or in anger or in frustration have really been bad decisions. Like, (laughs) I've made a lot of them. So I've come to the point now where I realize if you are mad, upset, stressed, angry, don't make a decision. Just let it go. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to put off my, I was like, I'm just going to do it Monday and then I have some time to think over the weekend. Of course, in my mind, I was like, well, it doesn't matter. Thinking's not going to change my decision, but I'm going to think about it. And then one day, it's done. I'm just going to quit. So, over the course of the weekend, I gave myself a couple of days to calm down. And I um, began to think 
about what to do. So I thought and I prayed and I prayed and I thought and I thought and I prayed. And I have to be honest, there were times when I was thinking about it, it made me mad all over again. Like I would, it just made me upset all over again. But then I would pray and say, okay, Kiana, it's not that bad. And so finally, after much prayer, and I have to give a shout out to my husband who gave me this awesome suggestion. He was like, before you quit, why don't you just go to the meeting and ask your coworker like what they meant by the email? He said, and then if it's something where they're like, you have to do this, and it is a whole bunch of late night hours, he's like, yeah, go ahead with the idea to quit. He said, that would be a good thing. He said, but if it's not, then you should probably just stay. Of course, I didn't want to hear it, but I listened to him. Because one thing I know about my husband, he doesn't often give me advice. But when he does, I realized early in our marriage that when I didn't take it, yeah, I know, things kind of backfired. But when I listened to him and took his advice, things worked out. So now my rule of thumb is, if I'm dealing with something, my husband has some advice on it, I listen because usually his advice is right. Now, thank God he does not listen to this podcast because knowing him, He'd be like, that's right, I'm always right. He will never know this. So, since he doesn't listen to my podcast, this is just between us. And I don't think you know him because I make sure I do not say his name. <laughs> just because we live in a small world and I do not want anyone to repeat. Your wife said that she thinks your advice is right. It is a lot of the time, the majority of the time. But I am not going to even give him the satisfaction of like, because he likes to gloat a lot. My husband's hilarious. He's like, yes, I'm always right. Uh-huh. I always had the best ideas. He actually says this stuff. So, yes, I'm not telling him if he had a good idea. But he did. And I took his idea. So, when I came to work Monday, I um, talked to that co-worker. And come to find out, the tone that I read into the email was not what was intended. And all the extra work that I, quote-unquote, thought I was going to have to do, all these late nights I was going to have to stay at the office that I was not trying to do, was not even what I was going to do. It turned out to be something simple, easy, that I was already doing. And it wasn't even going to affect me for real in the least bit. It might take like an extra one or two minutes to put something in the computer. But that was all it was. So I was like, are you serious? And I felt ridiculous after I talked to them. Because I'm just like, this is crazy. Here I was about to walk out in a blaze of glory screaming, I quit. I quit. I quit. And I didn't have to do that. Like, there was no tensions anywhere. So, because I made an assumption about having to work after hours and doing all this other stuff, which was not in my job description, I built myself up to a point of, of frustration and anger to the point where I was just ready to quit and make an irrational decision. And so, thankfully, with the help of God and with that suggestion from my husband, I did not go off my first instinct. Or impulse. I shouldn't even call it instinct. That, that was just impulsive. I did not go off my impulse and quit. But I instead did the rational thing. Which was talk it out to find out what was going on. Before I made any rash decisions. And I'm glad I did. Because it didn't. It wasn't what I thought it was. And I'm just thankful that I did not do that. Now. I know you are wondering why I'm telling you this story. Well here's the reason. I am telling you this story because from this experience, I have learned the importance of listening and, most importantly, asking questions before jumping to conclusions. If I had asked my coworker what he meant in his email, then I would have saved myself a whole lot of stress and frustration. 
If I had paid more attention to the tone of the email instead of assuming that it meant something else, then I would not have felt so flustered and overwhelmed. Sometimes I find that when it comes to emails that I read into them, either how I'm feeling or how I'm feeling about that person. And I let how I'm feeling about the person or my personal feelings dictate the tone of the message that I think that they are trying to convey to me instead of looking at things with an open mind and an open heart. Now, I know I am not the only person who does this. Many of you are doing the same thing right now. Not only are you doing this with, um, actually, I don't even think you may, you might not even be doing this with work, to be honest. You could be doing this with other things. You don't have to do it with a coworker or with your job. You could be doing this in your marriage or in your relationships with other people. You might even be doing this with your kids or even to God. Just because you are feeling negative toward your spouse right now does not mean that your spouse requests or suggestions are unreasonable. Just because your child is acting up does not mean that your child is bad. And just because God is not answering your prayer right now, this very moment, does not mean that he has not heard your prayer and that he's not going to answer. I think the important thing that I've learned and I think that we all can learn from my um, interesting email situation is that we have to stop letting our emotions dictate how we feel and react to situations or things or even people because our perceptions are not always right. I'll be the first to say this. My perceptions are not always right. And since what we perceive becomes our reality, we have to stop letting our perceptions dictate our behavior. Like I said, in the situation with the email, my perception was this person was out to get me. They were trying to make me stay after the hours that I'm supposed to work and that it was all downhill and that this was a situation where I need to stay on my ground and be like, nope, you're not going to tell me I have to stay after the hours I'm supposed to be working. You know, I thought it was a situation like that, but it wasn't. But because I, this was my perception and because I let this beat up, build up and I kept thinking this stuff, that became my reality. So for the last, so for three days or so, my reality was I'm going to quit because my job is unreasonable and they expect me to do all these things I'm not equipped or even trained to do and that's not even in my job description. When in fact that was not the case and it was not true. But because that was my perception, it was my truth at that time. So that is why it's important not to let our perceptions dictate our behavior. Now, I am not saying not to follow your gut instinct or to ignore red flags that you might see. That is not what I'm talking about here. What I am talking about is making assumptions based on people's, uh, making assumptions about, I should say, people's behaviors and motives without even having proof or evidence to back it up. Like in my situation, my coworker has never really asked me to do any type of staying late after hours kind of work. But because I had some negative thoughts and feelings toward this coworker, I let my feelings dictate my response to an email. And in order to be the best that we can be, we need to change our perceptions. The world is not out to get us or destroy us. We destroy ourselves. The world is not out to sabotage us, but we can sabotage ourselves by letting our perceptions about people, places, or things dictate how we live and what we do. Now, it's easy to let our feelings change our perceptions about people. I get it. I mean, I do. I do it quite often. But no matter what is going on, we cannot 
Let our perceptions change about God. One unanswered prayer should not be the reason that we give on, up on God today. I have found in my personal experience with God that it is those times when he seems the furthest away from you, that he is nearer to you. In those times when it seems as if God is not there or not listening to your prayer, that is the time when God is listening and he's already listened to your prayer and he's already heard it, even if you don't see it in that moment. I remember there were times in my life, and I'm just going to be honest, and I didn't even really mean to tell this, because this is not even part of my script, but I'm just going to be honest with you, because I feel I'm among friends, and I think we can be honest with each other, where I remember when I first graduated from college, there were times when things were hard financially, because just graduated, had my own apartment, had a car, I had bills to pay, and I had a minimum wage job. Things were very difficult, and I remember during those times... I didn't have, I was living in another state. I didn't have my mom to call on or anyone I could rely on except for God. And there were times when I let whether I could pay a bill or not pay a bill determine how I felt about God. So there would be days I'm like, God, you're awesome. You're amazing. You're so good. Thank you so much. And then other days like, God, come on. How come you're not listening to me? Why don't you care? You know? And it was one of those things where it was like almost a bipolar kind of Christian experience with God because when he was doing what I needed him to do when he was helping me, then he was good. But when things seemed hard, then he wasn't. And that's not how we should look at God. We should not let our perception about God and who he is and his love for us and how great and powerful he is change because of, oh, maybe he didn't answer my prayer right now. Because we don't, we're not God. We don't know everything. God knows everything. And God has a time frame that he's going to answer our prayers. And one thing about God, he's not going to let us rush in. So if God, if we've asked God to do something, like I know there were times I asked God to do something, and it seemed like he didn't even hear me, like he wasn't even listening. But a couple of days later, or maybe even a week, one time even a month later, the very thing that I prayed for, God answered. So what I want to say and encourage you and challenge you today is not to let our perceptions dictate our emotions. I want you to stop making assumptions based off of emotions and perceptions and begin to make informed decisions based off of fact and guidance from God. Now, the challenge is just not for you. This challenge is for me because I really need it. You heard my story. So I just think this is all something we can do to help us improve in this area of in our lives. And I know God can help us. And just remember, one unanswered prayer does not mean that you should give up on God or one prayer that God has not answered immediately does not mean you should give up on God. Never, ever give up on God. Now, the song we're going to listen to today is called In God's Time, and I wrote and recorded this song in 2012. I had to do some things to the sound quality, and this was because the original song was just a demo that I did at a studio with a guy playing a guitar. And this was just a song I wanted to pitch to an artist. And it wasn't a song that I was planning on recording, which I do think I would record now. However, I have not gone, gotten to um, recording the song again. But this was a song that I had that I thought was appropriate for this episode of the podcast because it is something that I want you to remember that in God's time, everything that you are praying about will happen. And everything that you want to happen for you, that's in God's will, will happen to for you. So just don't give up on God because of yesterday's unanswered prayer. Now, without further ado, here is the song, In God's Time. 
want to take some time to say thank you so much for spending this time with me and I want to encourage you not to let your emotions and perceptions dictate your behavior this week and also remember that in God's time all your prayers will be answered now before I end the podcast I want to say thank you to our sponsor Anique Music for their continued support and sponsorship of the show Anique Music is a publishing company or a music publishing company and they are the publishers for all the music that you hear on the show. All of the songs are written by me, Kiana W. Mitchell, and they are copyrighted. If you would like to chime in on our discussion about your favorite sports team, just go to Music and Vibes Facebook page and leave me a message. I'm going to try to remember to put a link to the Facebook page in the show notes. So if you want to look in the show notes today or later on, just look in the show notes. I'm going to try to remember to put a link there and you can just click on it and go straight to the um Music and Vibes Facebook page. I also want to continue to encourage you to share this podcast with a friend so that Music and Vibes and the community that is Music and Vibes can continue to grow. If you have not already left a positive review for me on iTunes, I would like to say please, 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 please go to iTunes now and leave me a positive review for the show. By doing this, you are making it easier for other people like yourself to find us. I just want to end by saying thank you guys so much for all of your support of the show. You are awesome and you are amazing. And I just want to say thank you. It does not go unnoticed from week to week. I feel blessed to spend this time with you and I just want to say thank you. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Well, I think that's all. So until next week, I want to say what I always tell you. Hope you're having a good day whether you're winning or losing. I love you and no matter what, we're going to make it through. Bye-bye for now, and I'll see you next week. Bye. Hope you're having a good day, whether you're winning or losing. I love you.